the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I guess happy MLK Day here, Monday, the 16th of January. And it was a, well, it's been, it was a wet weekend uh, here in the Valley of the Sun, up in the high country, Flagstaff. Uh, record amount of, of snow falling. I think it's still falling. Uh, it's been a a good year, without a doubt, for the water-starved West, Jason. As uh, well, you know, climate change is is definitely a real thing. I mean, let's face it. Wait ten minutes, and the climate's going to change. That's right, Joe. It's uh, it's one of those things, you know, uh, you can uh, put all your attention on it and try to change it and do something about it, but I think it's just going to be what it is. I don't think there's really things people can do to change the entire Earth's uh, climate, but, you know, it's, everyone's got their their ideas, right? Oh, I, well, you know what? It's such a, a, a smart word, isn't it? See, they, they were trying to do the global warming thing, right? And, and that just wasn't very successful because, you know, if you actually knew anything about the long, long history of the earth, it's been way hotter, it's been way colder, right? And then this predates us even being around, uh, but now climate change, it's great because you're right, yeah, it's always changing, but ESG is going to be the new buzzword uh, when it comes to companies all over the world. As we told you, uh, in December, uh, the SEC started with its reporting requirements. Uh, all the big cap companies go first. But I want to say it's, uh, I want to say between now and it's either 2025 or 2026 that all publicly traded companies in the United States must report their ESG score and, probably more importantly, the ESG scores of all the companies they use. But, Jason, something happened in the EU that really probably, hey, speeds this whole thing up. Yeah, the EU just passed uh, uh, ESG standards. And it's it's pretty encompassing. I, I, I got most of my information from uh, watching a clip from Glenn Beck, uh, but it's uh, I, I checked it out with a few other sources. It it looks like uh, they have three branches of governing body. I don't even know how the EU works because I know it's more than one country. But uh, essentially, all three of their governing bodies passed a version which is similar to each other. So when they hammer out the details, uh, essentially, from what I'm from what's being reported, the entire world is going to be ESG compliant now uh, as soon as they pass it because any company that does business in the EU zone has to be uh, compliant, which means every large corporation on, on the face of the planet has has to do it now, unless you don't want to, you know, I, I know that everybody owns everybody else, so I know that McDonald's and Burger King owned by the same companies, Coke and Pepsi, same thing. Uh, however, those people working at those companies believe they're competing against someone, so we got to be in 
Europe, and we have to have an ESG score, and every vendor that supplies to that company has to pass, and every vendor down the chain. And I gave Joe this, uh, the uh, the uh, example this morning that the potato farmer has to pass ESG that's giving potatoes to McDonald's. So if you're a potato farmer in Idaho and you're giving potatoes to McDonald's, you have to pass this or else McDonald's gets canceled. And if you're the fertilizer company that gives fertilizer to the potato farmer, you have to pass because you are in the chain that gives McDonald's their uh, their their, uh, their potatoes on the plate. So, Joe, this is this is pretty crazy stuff because you know it's, it's what they did during COVID. They are going to use businesses to enforce uh, essentially what's a mandate. Yeah, and, and the problem is this is going to be incredibly burdensome uh, for for small businesses. This is going to uh, without a without a doubt. Uh, essentially force a lot of companies out of business because Jason they simply are like well wait a minute if I if I have to spend this money to to somehow try to figure out how to track an ESG score I'm no longer going to be competitive because let's face it we know companies like McDonald's companies like Walmart Pepsi Coke right then they they dictate they tell you listen this is all we're paying for your product Right, you wanna you wanna sell potatoes to McDonald's? Hey, this is our standard. This is all we're gonna pay, and they don't really care what you have to do. Hey, if you can't make it, oh well, don't worry because when you go under, we're gonna buy your farm anyway and take it over. This will cause a lot more shortages in the near future, Joe, because if this gets into into place this year, and I don't know how how this all gets put into place and when, but when it gets put into place, it will cause a lot of you know. Uh, let, let me give an example. Here in Colorado, they passed the uh, cage-free eggs. Uh, in Colorado, you have to have cage-free eggs. Well, I like cage-free eggs. I like organic eggs. I don't even eat eggs very much, but when I do, I want to try to have a good source. But I didn't want to get rid of the caged eggs because a lot of people want the cheapest egg they can get, and there's a bunch of those on the shelves. Well, Joe's to this day, there's still sh- empty shelves of eggs in Colorado since the beginning of the year started because – uh, they're, they're causing uh, the prices to go up and shortages of, of cage-free eggs across the country. I mean, every other state in the country, I don't, and I don't know how many states have this law in place, but every other state in the country is going to have shortages of cage-free eggs because that's all Coloradans can buy now. That's going to happen with ESG, that, you know, that, you know, shortages on potatoes because, well, uh, there's a potato company that was being sourced by McDonald's. They don't fit it. Just like Joe says, you're canceled until you can fix your stuff. You know, so it's, this is uh, this is big dark clouds looming when it comes to this stuff, Joe. Yeah, and it's really interesting, like you said, uh, how, how it's going about, how, how it's coming about uh, passing laws. Uh, and, 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 of course, we know BlackRock and, and State Street and Vanguard were tr- trying to create uh, uh, the illusion that, hey, we're only going to invest in companies with high ESG. Well, don't worry. Now here comes some laws to help it all along. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, gold is, is open. It's MLK, so the markets, Wall Street is closed. Uh, but but a lot of other markets are open. Obviously, global markets are open. Uh, gold is down two dollars. Uh, nineteen nineteen. 
Gold's been having a very strong start to the year. Of course, Jason and I have been telling you, uh, get in early because it's going to cost you a lot more later. Silver's up three cents, twenty-four forty uh, on silver. That is the March silver contract. And and again, uh, we remember last week we heard from the CEO of Sunshine. Sun, the uh, Sunshine. A lot of people. If you ever buy bars, Sunshine's a very large bar producer. They also produce a lot of rounds that are out there, and they are the ones that provide the majority of, of all the silver discs, the planchets, for all the mints around the world. And, uh, you know, U.S. Mint, we only minted just under 16 million silver eagles last year. Uh, and, Jason, that's a very, very low year, low, very low mintage year. When you t- think about the average minting uh, over the last 15 years, and plus the fact that we know the U.S. Mint can mint at least 50 million, and, and I think we could have sold 50 million silver eagles last year. Uh, but Sunshine said, hey, listen, that's all there is. We, we, we don't have capacity. We make, we don't just make them for the U.S. Mint. We make them for all the other mints as well. Uh, and there is no more capacity. We're running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we got a bad feeling that the silver premiums, which really came in uh, over the, especially really over the last three or four weeks, are about to get a lot worse uh, as the year progresses, Jason. Yeah, Joe, the, uh, a lot of countries had record prices in gold last year going into this year. We're not at our record highs. Uh, I know it's not record highs for silver because silver's moved around a lot uh, in past years, but silver's doing better in other countries. So if, if, if you're a silver producer, are you going to give it to America who's not having highs in silver? Or are you going to give it to other nations that are – cranking out tons of coins and bars and everything you're gonna you're gonna sell it to wherever the better money is joe so uh that's joe is exactly right uh we're gonna hit our stride as we, we've been moving up in silver and gold prices and then suddenly where's where's all the silver going to be well you'll start seeing a lot of silver eagles minted to try to keep up with the demand joe i i hope so uh because you you mentioned something and it obviously the ceo of sunshine being politically correct his exact words were, we're providing the United States Mint with all the silver that they can afford, which was an interesting use of words, which really highlights to what Jason was saying is, hey, the Perth Mint will pay more. The Canadian Mint going to pay more. Right, the 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 Chinese mint's gonna pay more. The Austrian mint's gonna pay. They're gonna pay more. We're gonna sell it to them. And Joe, if you're a consumer of of world coins, let's just say you you don't like rounds or bars, but you like uh, the Canadian maple leaf or you like the silver eagle, um, the the mint is going to put that higher price on their website. We don't buy from there. That's ridiculous. You know the prices there are terrible. But you, if you look at the websites. Uh, the Silver Eagle is probably way overpriced versus other coins. So people are buying uh, the, the, the Perth Mint. They're buying the Canadian Mint. They're buying the Australian Mint, the Austrian Mint. Uh, people are going to buy those coins if they're a, a better price, Joe, because uh, there's, there's a little more competition going on for that silver. Silver Eagles are sitting at that higher price. It's, 
it's not as competitive. So 15 million, Joe, that's, that's supply and demand, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you'll notice, go out to allamericangold.com. Uh, silver prices are up on the website. Uh, silver Eagle prices are up. Half dollar prices are up. Uh, but continue to stack it here. This market recap brought to you by our friends at Y Refi. You know, this is another thing. You don't have to worry about shortages. You don't have to worry about the Fed. We don't, you don't have to worry about, uh, what interest rates are going to do. Are they going to go 50 basis point, 25 basis points? Is inflation peaked? Is this a head fake? Are, are they trying to set us up to get used to more inflation without actually admitting it? None of that matters. Uh, you can have a portfolio with a high, high rate of return up to 10.25%. It's not correlated to any of that stuff. You can turn monthly income on. You can compound it. You can uh, you can choose to what, do whatever you like to do with that interest. Uh, you can have it paid monthly, like I said. If you want your principal back, there is no loss. There's no fees if you want to end early. Check them out. Listen, you got to have a minimum of $50,000. That, that's the one thing. That this is obviously it would be great if you could take five or ten, but you got to have at least 50000 Invest, yrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com, or just call them, 888-Y-REFI-24, 888-Y-REFI-24. And I, we know normally have Joey on on Mondays. Obviously, uh, during the Christmas and New Year's, we were closed. He was going to be on today. He's actually going to be on the half-empty cup today. So he had he had some meetings. He he just had uh, some client meetings. He's been super super busy. Anybody out there, you know, listen. You, you got to have your gold and silver put away. Got to do that. You want to be diversified. You don't want to put all your money into gold and silver. Jason and I tell you that all the time. Maybe you put some money with with Y Refi. Uh, if you got 401ks or IRAs, annuities, insurance. Uh, Joey's the guy. He's you got to get in and you got to call him 602-909-9048. And it's been pretty cool. You know, I, I talked to him. He doesn't. I don't. He doesn't share with me any of your guys's information. So don't worry about that. I have no idea uh, what it is. There's a, a confident confidentiality. Uh, he's a fiduciary, so he's going to only operate in your best interest. But Jason, he's had a bunch of his clients call him to thank him because they're like, man, I'm so glad I called you. You, you switched it up for me. I would have been down another 10, 15, or 20% uh, hadn't I made the call. So uh, you know what? I don't know what people are waiting for. Uh, it's going to be chaotic. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you might as well have somebody who's actually looking out for you help you out. That's right. Why refi? That's that's there's there's a reason Joe and I have brought this to the air because it's a, it's a great partnership. So we're going to keep pounding yep. that away, and and yep. uh, we wouldn't tell you to do something that was harmful to you. So you know, j- jump in, Joe. I got something really quick I was going to ask you about with inflation. I've seen some stuff uh, over the last few weeks. I'm paying more attention to something I was ignoring, but I'm starting to pay attention to a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm only th- only reference point I have in front of me uh, for the recent years is uh, 2015. But that CPI number that we, we talk about so much more because inflation's hot the last two years, uh, it was negative 0.1 in 
in January of 2015. It was zero, then it was negative 0.1 and negative 0.2. It was also zero and 0.1, 0.2, and that inflation number came back up where the Fed wants the inflation. Those are those are deflative numbers. Uh, a couple of the guys I'm watching, uh, especially one in particular, uh, he's saying that we're, we're going to see the inflation, the CPI number, keep dropping this whole entire year until we get into deflation, negative numbers this year later. Is that what do you think of that? What would happen if that if that guy's right? Well, again, the only way he can be right is is we've got layoffs, we've got a big recession coming. Um, otherwise, I just don't see that. That's not that's not what I see. I I, I actually see uh, right now we're going to have some lower numbers. Um, I think it's short term. That that's just what I see. But again. We'll have to keep waiting. I keep waiting for these jobs numbers. I haven't seen it yet. So until I see it, I just don't know that that's how it's going to play out. But I do know that is what, what they want to spin to us. Janet Yellen, uh, she was on NPR uh, on Friday, the, the morning edition of NPR on Friday. And, and listen, listen to the nonsense that these people spew. Of course, Janet Yellen obviously uh, was head of the central bank. She's now the head of the treasury. She's the treasury secretary. It was her and Ben Bernanke, by the way, that gave us that 2% number. They were the ones that gave us this 2% number. That did not exist before. Uh, That was a way for them to acknowledge, hey, we're going to admit that we want to devalue your money by 2% a year. And to Jason's point, they try to convince us that pretty much from 2008 to 2020, that they just couldn't get it high enough, Jason. It was, it was almost deflationary. Well, it was just too low, right? Well, she was out on, on NPR and argued that inflation has been quite low for the last six months or so. No, she's what? talking about the. Where, where, where the, does she live? So, so this last month over month number was that a negative number? No, it's still positive. Still positive. Okay, that was a positive. Number. Just a much smaller well, positive number. One of the, I thought one of the inflation numbers was a negative number for month, like the last month. I can't remember which number that the guy was talking about, but uh, he's saying, hey, this is an indication that it's going to come down very fast. Um, so, so the month-over-month numbers, Joe, those are still what uh, up about a, a point. Used car prices a... were the only thing that was hugely negative. That was it. That was the okay, only number. It. Yeah. So got what it. happened though is we had we had another increase in the headline numbers, but we had a big increase fall off, and that's how we went from seven one to six five. And, and we're going to see. Listen, I don't think he's wrong on that part. I, I think we're going to see inflation come down. Uh, I wouldn't be so shocked to see it in the fives. That's still way above two, by the way. Uh, not right, not, not even close. Uh, matter of fact, who the heck in their right mind would be talking about pausing or lowering or or stopping or, or going to 25 basis points with the inflation rate at six point? Right now, it's at 6.5. Right. So let's just say next month it goes to six. What? We're going to take a pause? Right? I mean, again, this, this is the lunacy that they have. This is, it's all just a big game. That's really all it is. They have no intention of, of reining in inflation because they do know. Now, I'll say this, that deflationary thing, if it does come to fruition, which would mean 
we've got a ma- another major house, put it this way, another major housing crash, because that, that's what it would be, right? Houses, you, you, I mean, hundreds of, a million dollar house is now 700 grand, right? A million dollar house is 600 grand and nobody wants it, that, that type of stuff. Um, the, the problem with that is the, the 40 plus trillion dollars of debt is built upon, and then of course, how many, I don't even know, almost one quadrillion, quadrillion, what is it, quadrillion, uh, of, of, uh, right, uh, of these, uh, uh, gosh, and I'm drawing a blank now, come on, uh, the banks and all, all their off-balance sheet stuff that they hold. Derivatives. Der, all their derivatives. They're based upon those prices continuing to rise. And, and so then you get into problems. That's when you get into yep. problems in See, these Joe, deflationary cycles. That's what this guy cycles. was talking about. This guy was saying, look, it's gonna, the, the deflation's coming. It's, it's a, an overreaction to the inflation. And then when it drops hard, they're going to start printing like crazy. And here comes the bullwhip. Here comes, hey, we're overcorrect the deflation. And then suddenly the inflation comes back and hits you just as hard, maybe in 2024 or late 2023. This, this thing can be very intense. Uh, as as uh, people are moving away from the dollar, the dollar was strong last year. And then people move away from the dollar. You know, the the debt, Joe. It's like it's it's an unsolvable problem, isn't it? It really, it's not solved. That's a great way of putting it. It is unsolvable, but they let it get too big, and now you have the stuff we're talking about. Takes the radio news hour. We'll be. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I guess that's really uh, the big debate, Jason. Is what is inflation going to look like in 2023? Because I think for a lot of people, that's going to be uh, really telling about what the Fed does. Uh, most people will argue that inflation's going to come down because we're going into recession. Uh, you know, guys like like Jeff Gunlodge are are saying they ex- expect the Fed to stop raising rates very soon, right? As some as early as February. Uh, I'm still sticking to March. But there's also talk that before 2023 is over that they're going to be lowering rates again because once again the the worry is that deflationary cycle uh, people are betting that the Fed is more scared of the deflationary cycle than the inflationary cycle, which is why when you were sitting there talking about, wait a minute, we're at 6.5% and people are already, I mean, we already had the, the Philadelphia Fed guys on record saying he wants to, he's a voting member, he only wants to go a quarter point in February. James Bullard is on record saying, hey, we should stop at like 5%. Uh, Jason, it's kind of funny when you hear that, but that just tells you they definitely are more scared of deflation than inflation. Yeah, if, if uh, they decide to lower rates later this year, start printing money, that will be the overreaction, which will bring back the inflation. If, if they're, I guess I gave them too much credit saying that when I said uh, in previous weeks that I thought that they'd stop raising rates and just sit there for a year. If, if there's some, some some turning and burning in the markets, things are, are, are uh, showing a lot of stress and, and there's a lot of fear, yeah, they could lower the rates, Joe, and that, that would be considered, in my opinion, an overreaction to what's happening. And then they, uh, they, they'll probably inject a bunch of cash, and then you'll have the inflation come back. And this 
if you look at the inflation cycles in the 70s going into the 80s, it's it's like up and down and then back up and then down, and it, it, it peaks and valleys very dramatically. I mean, maybe it happened over the course of a few months uh, here and there during the 70s, but, I mean, you look at it, or, or when you're in the middle of it, it's slow, but when you look back, it was very quick. So I, th- I think we're having that sort of effect. I, I, we'll see what the Fed does, Joe. You, you're right. They may just be so scared by the the world freaking out on them that, that later this year they drop the rates. I mean, it would be stupid. Just hold on tight, you know, get through the storm, right? But that's that's not what they're going to do. They want to uh, they want to mess things up. It's going to be interesting. I, I and again, here's the reality. And when Jason and I have said this for for years now, they're in the corner. They put themselves uh, in, into the corner here. There's no good outcome for them. The they've hurt. We have too much debt. They printed too much money, and now they're stuck, right? They, and let's face it, even the number they're giving us, it's not tracking inflation. It's not tracking inflation. I mean, uh, my wife and I, we're at the store again this weekend. Every week now, we kind of marvel at because, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, it's I mean, our younger son's still at home, but but he he's working, and, and he's he's – you know, getting what he likes to eat, and, you know, he eats really, really healthy, which is great. But my wife and I, you know, we're kind of empty nesters, so we're just, we're buying this or that. We're, we're not buying, we don't go to the store and spend three or $400 on groceries anymore. So we'll go in and we'll buy, you know, uh, you know, enough food for four or five days, right? And then, and then we'll be back again, and we're buying different things. And, and there may be an item that we haven't bought in a month or two, or, or, or even three or four. And I'll, hey, let's let's have that next week. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I need to go get and you go get that item, and then you see the price of that item. You're like, what the heck? This the prices have doubled. It's okay, tripled. I mean, we know about eggs, but it's it's everywhere in the supermarket. And, and then again, they, they use numbers. The Labor Department puts these numbers together. Jason, the Labor Department puts the numbers together the way the Fed tells them to do it. That's right. And uh, if we get into a deflationary cycle, I don't think the food prices are going to be affected by that. I think they kind of stay. And then if we have more inflation, it just goes back up again. If, if you look at the years over year over year of, of the uh, inflation in the 70s, which is that's really how we can uh, – draw conclusions some comparisons you know you can get an ounce of gold for 40 bucks back in the early 70s and then it spiked the daily average price spiked in 1975 up to 160 it was a four times raise and then 70 uh 76 77 it went down for a little bit right kind of you know up and down and then uh, by 1980 it was up to 614 average daily price in 1980 for gold then, after all that turbulence was over with, gold kind of hung around $300 an ounce, give or take, depending on the year, all the way till the 2000s. And then it started having this ride up. Uh, I think we're going to have up and ups and downs, but I don't, I don't know if a new global monetary system will settle gold or if we're going to have a super cycle after the new system is put in place, Joe. But this new system, this the digital currency, I'm starting to think that it's going to be in place this year or next year. It's, it's very possible. This thing's coming very fast with the ESG that we talked about. So get well, ready for it, prices it, going it, up, yeah. going down, and back up. Yeah, there, there's it, – it can be a lot sooner than we thought, right? I mean, when we're talking yep. about digital money, and, and put it this way, uh, we're already 
accelerating the pace. Uh, there's a lot that has to go on before they actually institute the use of it. And, and right now, all the governments all over the world, they're all racing towards this goal. It's coming. Uh, and again, it may be uh, behind the scenes first, right? The, the behind the scenes digital co coins, those Fed coins, if you will, uh, they are, they may be out, Jason, before the end of the year or, or be using them by 2024 and it may not get to us till, you know, 2025, right? Because as they, as they get ready, they put these things into place. You know, we learned last week the ECB has let us know that private companies, and, and by private, probably publicly, not probably, publicly traded, you know, Visa, MasterCard, they're going to be the ones that are going to handle the clearing of, of these payments. Uh, and, and so we're already starting, they're already laying this groundwork, and they're slowly, little by little, uh, coming up with the framework on how all of this is going to work. Yeah, Joe, maybe this crash that's coming, maybe this is going to be much more severe than, you know, maybe I'm being a lot more uh, conservative about it. If it's, if it's as severe as it can possibly be, uh, I was listening to a couple of guys over the weekend again saying that uh, a lot of times when uh, the world uh, exchange currency, whatever that is, when they lose, it goes to another one. A lot of times what happens is, is the people of the world decide where they want to, where they want to do business. If the dollar, so, if people run from the dollar, so to speak, Wherever the people run to, that might be the currency that everyone goes to. And if that's the if that's the case, that's going to be an, an enormous crash that's going to happen, Joe, so that they can blame the crash and go to this new currency. It's a Radio News Hour. How much does your portfolio weigh? We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason on MLK Day. Uh, the markets are closed. The gold markets open. Uh, the silver markets are open, but Wall Street is closed today uh, for the holiday. It'll reopen uh, again tomorrow. But Jason, you know, we're, we're talking about. I want to be clear. I don't think this is a situation where I. Everyone's going to stop using the dollar. That's not what Jason and I are saying. But we we built, though here's the problem. We built this debt bubble on the back of everybody uses the dollar to buy everything. You know, at one point the dollar was like, I don't know, 89% of global trade. And Jason, that number has been falling gradually, right? Little bit, little bit, little bit. What we're worried about, what we see happening, uh, especially when we talk about China and, and the renminbi, because uh, the one difference between the Chinese consumer and the American consumer is the Chinese consumer is really good at saving money. That uh, They don't have the affinity uh, with debt. Uh, that the American consumer does. But if we get a move, and it doesn't, here's the problem, it doesn't even have to be huge. But if China gains 10% of world trade, right now they're only at 3%. The Renembis, you know, I, I, it's, 
it's uh, moving up the list here. Uh, it takes a while, but they're 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 been, they've been moving up the list. But let's just say they moved to third. In other words, you have the dollar, you have the euro, and let's say China moves to third at at ten percent. Well, that's an increase from three percent. To, 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 to 10%, that's 7 percentage point increase. And let's just say 5% of that is dollars, 2% of that is euros. Jason, just that is enough to really cause problems for the U.S. dollar because of the amount of debt we need to, to sell every single week. Yeah, I mean... Once again, it's where people feel safe uh, to, to have their exchange, their currency. Currency is how you, you know, essentially I'm going to sell this and buy that, and you have to have something in the exchange. And and it's interesting, Joe. Once again, I did a lot. I did a lot of watching over the weekend. I saw some stuff about China that looks so terrible that uh, one guy saying that in the next 10 years, China will completely collapse as a society. Yeah, and I don't buy that at all. I don't buy that. Well, it's just nonsense. It's the same, it's the same people, yeah. It's the same people that say we're going to collapse. It's utter nonsense. They're the second largest economy in the world. They just had the biggest industrial revolution the world has ever seen. Now, doesn't mean they won't have their problems. But they're not collapsing. Anyone who believes that doesn't know what's really happening out there. That's just my opinion. They may not have young workers to replace their old workers. They, you know, Everybody they, they says that, right? Immigrants well, that's true, will that's come. True. Believe who's, me, who's illegally immigrating? Who's going to illegally immigrate into China to fix their population problem? You know what I mean, Joe? The, the labor cost India, in China is going to Could be India, could be Vietnam, could be Cambodia. It'll be somebody, right? It will it's, be it's somebody. I, I'm wondering that a lot, of, a lot of this economic stress worldwide that's going on, Joe, is because China is not as healthy as, as their economy seems. They're the ones that lie even more dramatically about their numbers. They've actually lied about their population by a factor of either 100 to 200 million more people than actually live in that country. There's some really serious problems going on. Maybe what's going on in the world right now and the big economic change we're going to see has a lot to do with China's economic powerhouse is not what it is. It's, it's maybe they're the ones that are falling, Joe, and maybe it's not something that's easily fixed. I mean, their I'm labor from this. 2000 it, to now has gone up it, a factor of 14. I, I, I'm going to say this. I hope you're wrong because I know for a fact without, their, without them, it's going to be worse here because yes, they are exactly. a huge economy, huge economy. I don't think people really understand how big of an economy China really Massive. is in the world. It it's massive, so Joe. Anybody Labor's... that thinks, by, by the way, anybody that thinks that we can take everything China does and bring it to Mexico is a complete idiot. Okay, because right. it just can't happen that way. Nope. You need ports. We, we, you need transportation. You need to be able to get these goods and services shipped all over the world. The global supply chain it is a very complex puzzle, and, and I and I hate it when I say, oh, they're going to move everything to me. That, that's not true. They may move a couple of few things, but Mexico is not designed no. to make up. I heard people talking about, we'd rather deal with the Mexican drug cartel. I mean, it, it, Jason, it's <laughs> insanity. Well, you know, labor in Mexico is cheaper than China now. 
the people, I don't think people understand this. That it, that, does, uh, that it doesn't matter. It's not that. Well, no, cheap. no, no, Joe, you're exactly right. Everything, everything can't be moved out of China. But when we're talking about what's happening in America, look at the inflation we've had the last two years. Is this going to stop? If China is that much more expensive, just in the last 20 years, I don't see if if they're not fixing it in China, how can it get any cheaper? So I'm, we may have a, a a contagion problem in America that we can no longer get cheap goods in China. It's never going to get cheap again. Well, and again, I think as as these things evolve, uh, where is going to be? Because really, I think there's and this is just me. I could be wrong, but I, I think there's only one cheap place left. Right, and I, 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 and 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 well, maybe there's two, but they're in countries that are so, so rife with with corruption and and uh, coups. And we're talking about Africa, we're talking Central America. These countries are so unstable uh, that that it, it makes it really hard, right? Because that's what you would think. Eventually, wouldn't it go to Africa? Wouldn't it go to Central America? Not if these countries are unstable. It doesn't. Well, we'll see, Joe. I mean, Mao was killing millions of people. We moved it all there. <laughs> good point. Well, but again, you got to remember, it was sta- China's been stable for a long time. Been a while since Mao killed all those people. We'll be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot. Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here uh, debating, because I know there's a guy, Joe Rogan. Uh, I went I went out to dinner with friends of mine, and they, they, they like Joe Rogan, yep. and they were trying to tell me all this stuff. And I was just like, dude, what a bunch. I'm sorry. It's just nonsense. It's just not right. <laughs> sorry. You know, I watched that too, Joe. I watched that too. I actually agreed with some of the guys' stuff, but then when you get to the back end, well, listen, that, I don't, like don't get me wrong. He, he's got some points you can agree with. Yep. No, don't get me yep. wrong. Absolutely makes, but it, it, this conclusion is, is it's just my personal opinion. Completely idiotic. We'll, we'll see. Like, if, uh, if they have popular... It was like Harry Dent telling everybody gold was going to back to four hundred dollars. Oh, I remember yeah. how many calls. Yes. Like, it's the same thing. Same thing, right? Okay, not happening. Okay. The reason I agree Sounds with some good. of this Listen, stuff, Joe, and they give you some really good arguments. And that, well, man, that makes really good sense, and, and like you actually know what you're talking about. Right. Well, China may have population collapse, Joe. That's why I think he's seeing that. India will overtake the population numbers of China in the next generation. So in, maybe India's oh, going to be. Oh God, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. It may have already happened. I mean, that's how fast India is. I mean, that's those are apples and oranges. And I get this, you know, the the one China policy thing, right? It all sounds great. You know, China did away with that. Listen, there's you never know what's going to happen next. And when the problem gets big enough or bad enough, they adjust. One of the things I said, you know, well, listen, China doesn't allow foreigners to come and buy anything. Well, if they want to, they can change that rule tomorrow. And all of a sudden, everything changes, right? So, uh, again, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. I agree totally. Agree totally, Joe. I just, I just, uh, the reason I brought it up mostly is because I think Because you want to get my blood pressure up. I know why you brought it up. Well, I, <laughs> I brought it up because I, I want the audience to understand that I think things are, are not going to get cheaper in China. And I understand supply chains. If, you know, the, 
the, the guy who digs the gold up out of the ground sells it for the least, and then everyone takes a margin all the way to the point where it gets to us, then to you, the customers. The same thing's happening in China. If China's producing this stuff, Joe, and it's getting more expensive every year. How does the inflation I, I, I will, ever stop? I will tell you this. We used to be the cheap country. Yep. Right? We used to be the cheap country. Uh, listen, wages, nothing's gotten cheaper here. Nothing's gotten cheaper here. Just because you're no longer the cheapest doesn't mean uh, you're going to have this horrible economic collapse uh, because, listen, the world is built for winners and losers. They've already been, listen, China's been dubbed, picked to be a winner, period. That's true. Why, I, I don't I guess, know, but. If the yuan becomes the world trade currency, if, if that becomes the, the currency that most countries uh, depend on instead of the dollar, then, then they can be artificially supported. Remember, we did have the world trade currency to keep us uh, where we've been the last 50 years, uh, 80 years. So I guess yeah, it depends on where that, be, that and, 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 and again, China wants a seat at the table. Uh, this is this is really, I think, what this all boils down to. How bad is it? Because we're not going to get a digital currency without a collapse. Uh, and when I say collapse, I'm talking something like 08, okay, where life's going to suck for a while. And they're going to say this is the solution. And, and everybody's going to beg for it. Why? Because, oh my God, we're in trouble here. We, we, we gotta, we gotta do something. That's what's gonna come out of it. And, and, and again, uh, what, what ends, what do we have to give away to get that? My guess is China's gonna get a, a, I don't think a huge piece, but they're gonna get a small piece of that global pie. That's just what I think. Paper Radio News Hour. Hey, turn it to be a great show. It's all Jason's fault. Here's the good news. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.